0: hey oh, This week on Two Dynamite Dudes, I fly solo to discuss the Young Bucks battling the Varsity Blondes in the main event of this week's Dynamite, plus what two wrestling notables said about the match and their polarizing opinions on it. I also talk Miro making hay with one mean promo, the return of Serena Deeb, the build to Kenny, Pac, and Orange Cassidy at Double or Nothing, the Inner Circle accepting the Stadium Stampede match at Double or Nothing, Sting wrestling for the first time live at Double or Nothing, I also talk Frankie Kazarian flying solo and how it gives me major Max Payne vibes. Who could be the mystery contender for the Casino Battle Royale? AEW Rampage, the second show and what we should expect from a second dose of all elite wrestling. All this and much more on 2, 2, who? Oh, it's just one. It's me, Dynamite Dude with Attitude. up, everybody? This is Don McDaniel of WrestleZone.com, and today's date is May 23rd, 2021. And uh tragic anniversary of your day with Owen Hart, obviously. I uh, always think about Owen, and uh, just what a great, underrated, and just uh, missed talent. Man, I just think about what he can do, you know. Uh, what he could have done and what more was to come from him and what he did, too, in a lot of ways. He was just so unique. I remember, you know, I always say that Eddie Guerrero was kind of my first heel, but more I think about it, the more uh, I think Owen was my first, like, heel, that I was like, man, I don't like that guy. And that's that's the name of the game. That is the name of the game. But we're not here to talk about all that. We're here to talk about two Dynamite dudes, and you, as you can see, it's just one. It's just me this week, and we are live. I am live. And uh, Marcus was in Pennsylvania this weekend, so he's playing a bit of catch up with uh, family life, and so to speak. So here I am, gonna review AEW Dynamite, give a recap, and you guys join in on the conversation. I see some folks joining on in, uh, tuning on in here. So thank you very much. Yeah, feel free to throw some questions out there. Uh, I want to talk about not just Dynamite, but the fact that we got uh, a new show on tap coming up for uh, All Elite Wrestling in AEW Rampage, which will be Friday night at 10 p.m. starting next year, I believe. So uh, pretty cool stuff going there. That was a big news that broke, obviously. And um, yeah, plus we'll get a little bit of a lead into Double or Nothing. Uh, Overall, I thought this show was pretty darn good. Uh, You know, uh, neat main event, Uh, very neat main event. And this is a cool aspect I want to talk about this week, is the fact that uh, Young Bucks, Really good heels, I thought. And uh, if you listen to certain podcasts or certain episodes, you'll get a lot of different takes on that. So, uh, and I listened to both that were very different from one another. So it's kind of neat. I did want to talk about this. And I, you know, what the hell? Let's kick it off like that. First off, I thought it was really cool how uh, the promo that uh, they gave to Brian Pillman at the beginning of the show uh, played into the main event, obviously um with him being it, and he was a focal point of that main event and um now here's where the controversy kind of lies or the polar polarizing opinions if you will from two uh, wrestling notables so um first off <laughs> yesterday i was on shift at wrestlezone.com you can go to wrestlezone.com for us, all your wrestling news needs and hey go to wrestlezone.com to follow them on twitter us on twitter and you can follow me on twitter how do i point how do i point it's i can't do it uh, no, I'm not good at this. All right, whatever. You see my you see my Twitter name down there. <laughs> Anyways, so what I want to talk about is, uh, so Lance Storm, uh, he does a, you know, weekly, I think it's a weekly thing on, uh, Wrestling Observer Radio, and he does a show with Brian Alvarez. So he's talking about how the main event was, and, um, he thought it was great, and how it, uh put Brian Pillman Jr. in a position. He was the focus. He said, what did he say here? That uh, they accomplished two things. One team got over, or one team won, or got over, went over, while the other one got over. And that, that was accomplishing the two things, meaning that the Young Bucks won, obviously, but who got over were the Varsity Blondes. And um, I, I agree with them. You know, um, I feel they did a pretty good job positioning Brian Pillman now, Let's go, there's the pushback there. And who could you guess might be the pushback to this opinion? Is uh, Jim Cornette. So uh, I listened to his episode and his recap of it. Uh, and um, he did not like it at all, obviously. He's not a big fan of the Young Bucks and not a big fan of that style. Um, and what was interesting too, very interesting, is that Lance Storm talked about uh, the... Young Bucks reminiscing the Midnight Express in a lot of ways of how they, they worked the arm and, you know, like told the story and then like got the heat and then, you know, got it back and all that stuff. So uh, that was kind of interesting to, to hear from that thing too, especially with who gave his next opinion by Jim Cornette and saying uh, that it got the Young Bucks over. It did not get Brian Pillman over and actually damage it. Uh, damaged him or did not make him position him in the best light. Now, if you're thinking about certain aspects from an older school perspective and how wrestling was done, I would say kind of, kind of, but not totally because, um, you know, there's the way wrestling is uh, obviously on television so much and uh, it's more attainable as it was in comparison back in the day. Um, it's like a little moment in Brian Pillman Jr.'s career. It's a big, cool moment. It's a big moment for him. and But it's also like, in the grand scheme of things, it will be a moment, but it's not going to be like this defining moment. You know, I think Pillman Jr. will have much more opportunities to get his defining moments. This is just a, a step up the stairs, so to speak, I think. Now, from the... The angle of uh cornet and him being uh that it it didn't position him like okay he lost and he submitted i kind of agree like okay maybe he shouldn't have submitted maybe just get the pinfall and count something like that um but aw has also been about you know uh pinfalls and submissions you know not a whole lot of like dq finishes or anything you don't see very rarely do you see that on aw i maybe once or twice even i don't know is, is that too much but whether it may be it's very different from uh you know what we're used to uh so with pillman i don't think it really necessarily puts him in a bad light i think the varsity blondes are just starting off their team and um they're gonna build up they're gonna build up more and more. now to to cornet's point of it uh You know, you wouldn't if you have a star in waiting and you want to build to this, you don't want to maybe necessarily do that. But again, I don't think it's that really that big of a deal. Um, And this is kind of another thing I wrote about this past uh, over the weekend here was Eric Bischoff gave his opinion on uh, uh, WrestleMania backlash in the zombie segment. Now, I'm not a fan of that segment, like the zombies and all that stuff. I did not even I didn't even watch it, to be honest. But, um, it's just not my thing. And it's, I'm sure it's not a lot of wrestling fans things, as you could probably tell if you're on social media or Twitter or anything like that, you, that's probably a big thing. So, uh, yeah, not, I'm not a big fan of that, but Bischoff raises a very valid point. Not only is it cross promotional, like you can get that reach of, you know, preteens and teens. I don't know how big of that would necessarily work. Um, I'm just thinking from my perspective is when I'm a, when I was a kid, um, i wasn't a big biggest fan of like when chucky scared the shit out of uh rick steiner um if you remember that on nitro um and just different things like that that did not catch me as like a a fan but like if you're a fan of like zombies and you know uh you're familiar with uh you know guardians of the galaxy and dave Batista's work as an actor not as a wrestler and then you kind of tune into w maybe there's some sort of connection that can be made hey Maybe the zombies thing was even, like, not the teenagers thing, but maybe they saw something else on the show that was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I kind of like that. Um, I kind of – I'm trying to think who was even on the card. I kind of like that Drew McIntyre guy or somebody like that, you know? Um, so maybe there's something to that. But I think the big thing that I took away from uh, Bischoff's comments on it was that in the grand picture thing, it's not that big of a deal. It really isn't. Um, it's a hiccup. It's uh, something he put it in the aspect of it's a buffet. You're at a buffet, and that's one little item on the buffet. If you're at the buffet, you're not. If you don't like that item, you're not going to flip the whole buffet table over because you don't like that one item. And I thought, heck, you know, I, 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 admittedly, I get caught up in the social media, like, oh, f that. This is horrible. Like I remember being so pissed off and like just thinking it was so dumb about um, uh, Bray Wyatt getting burnt alive. <laughs> I thought it was so, so stupid. But um I yeah, to this aspect of it all, I don't yeah, it's not a big deal. Like I nobody's talking about the ending of revolution at this moment in time. Nobody's talking about certain and that was a big angle. That was a huge angle. But nobody's like nobody's like, oh my god, look at that coming in, or that still affected me with dynamite. Now maybe they lost some people, maybe, but You know, if you're going to still tune in, you're still going to tune in now. And that doesn't mean that people won't, new people won't tune into the show either. There's a lot of different things that kind of take away from it. I get it. I get it if it's not your cup of tea. But from this, from where I'm coming from with this Brian Pillman Jr. And did he get hurt by this? No. Uh, I did think it helped him. Uh, He got to showcase a little bit of his personality a lot for the very first time on Dynamite by that promo. So, damn. Uh, yes, he's in a much position. I don't agree with Cornette on this. I just think it's he's in a better position than where he was before, and I don't think it puts a ceiling on him. Um, no. I think that's damage done over time, if that's the case. That's like death by a thousand cuts. Now, like... So, so for example, like we're used to seeing somebody like Dolph Ziggler. I like Dolph Ziggler, but like, he's lost so many times. So I only see him in a certain light. That's been death by a thousand cuts over time. Pillman has a may, if you even want to call this hiccup, people might not even call it a hiccup, but it's not like, I don't think it is in from my opinion, but you know, um, this is just one little thing. It's not a big deal. Not a big deal. I thought it was a good main event. I thought uh, young bucks look great as heels and are great heels. I thought they did a very good job and uh, yes. Um, and just positioning the varsity blondes with them is, is a plus. So good main event. Uh, you know, it just uh, set the table for some new people and um, you know, not only that, but it furthered the storyline uh, what we're probably going to be seeing at double or nothing with the young bucks going up against Eddie Kingston, and John Moxley, you know, uh, for those AEW tag team titles, uh, which I could see those titles changing hands. I really could. Uh, and I could also see, you know, because you think about it, what titles probably aren't changing hands as the world championship. I could not imagine Kenny Omega losing this title so soon. And then I can't imagine Miro losing his title to Lance Archer. Uh, he just won it, you know, and Kenny pretty much, you know, he's still on his run. So I think it's too early for both those guys, but you know what? We can see Hikaru Shida dropping the title to Britt Baker. That's, I think that's a safe bet. I don't, yeah, obviously I can't say, Hey, yeah, I guarantee it. I'm not doing Namath. I'm not Tony Khan, uh, but yeah, I think uh, there's a lot to kind of take away from that. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm very intrigued by that. I think that we got some really, really good baby faces in Eddie Kingston, and John Moxley, and we got some really, really good heels in Matt and Nick Jackson and the Young Bucks, uh, plus the, diet, the, the uh, juxtaposition of styles, you know, uh, Young Bucks to do. That. And we've seen the Young Bucks be able to kind of work a different way when they're working with a different team. Uh, and still they get their shit in too. So uh, I'm really intrigued by that match. It's one of the ones I think uh, is going to be a pretty good show to, to not only view, but be at, I'm going to be there. So we kind of need to see it up front in person. Speaking of what will be cool to see up front in person is uh sting wrestling his first uh, main event. live, or wrestling his first AEW event live in person tagging with Darby Allen against Ethan page and Scorpio sky. Um, you know, uh, this angle wasn't rushed. I think it, you know, it's been playing up for weeks. Um, And Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky got to cut a bit of a promo and show Flex a little bit of their mic skills. Uh, I thought they did a pretty good job. I think um it's just something that's going to even develop a little bit more over time. I think they got to kind of, you know, after this feud, maybe find some sort of footing with it a little bit more. But um this is the start of it. And, um, you know, we're seeing how Scorpio does it. I think he's a pretty good heel. Uh, and Ethan Page has been a heel for, you know, if you've caught him with impact and everything like that. So um, yeah, there's a lot to kind of think about with that. Uh, sting, you know Darby's obviously gonna be doing a lot of the work, but I think uh, I think it'll be pretty cool to see sting like live are you guys excited about it? chime on in if you guys want to. Um, yeah, it's uh, if you have any questions or you have any opinions on, What's going on with how you thought of Dynamite? What do you think of Miro's promo, which I'm just about to talk about here soon? Uh, there's a lot of uh, kind of neat aspects I want to get your takes on if you if you guys want to chime on it. So, um, otherwise, let's see where I want to go with this. Uh, what's next? What's next? Let's go with um, – let's take a look here. Yeah, let's uh, – you know what? Let's just go with uh, the Miro. I really liked it. I really liked his promo. Uh, it was matter of fact, and he tied in a little bit of his personal life with real with uh, the angle. Like he thanked uh, Jesus <laughs> to start it off, and then he thanked Jesus for giving him strength and then being able to kick some ass, basically. And uh, so I think he tied a little bit of his own personal feelings of such a big moment for him, but also tied it into the actual angle and uh, talked about Darby, got some heat on Darby. And, um, you know, I'm sure we're going to see those two clash at some point again down the road, but, uh, this is going to be a quite the change of opponent from Darby to Lance Archer. And, uh, I think Lance did a very good job too, talking some smack on the mic. Um, this was overall a really good, uh, promo based dynamite. Uh, we got a lot of, a lot of talking and I'm not, not, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think, um, I think, you know, that's we see a whole lot of wrestling nowadays like and i mean from an in-ring standpoint where it's like you know matches go down and all that kind of thing where what as there hasn't been as much as a focus as people talking on the mic but this week we got a little bit of that and um and you can make the argument like dynamite's a little all over the place here and there there's a lot to cram in and there's a lot to take in and um that's been a talk you know in a lot of ways uh for me and Marcus on on the show is like hey what you know they tighten up the ship a little bit or like hone in on certain people that makes those matters, those moments and stuff mean more now. Uh, but as far as this promo goes and this interaction goes, I think it's going to be pretty cool. Um, just two big guys slapping meat, <laughs> uh, Archer. I really like Archer a lot. He's one of my, uh, favorite modern wrestlers today. And, um, I think it'll be pretty cool. I like how, uh, Mira left the intrigue of threatening Jake in it. And, um, that could definitely be a factor in the match. I made the pitch to Marcus a couple of weeks ago that I would like to see Miro and Roberts align. Instead, I think uh, you know Archer's kind of proven that he can talk on the mic by himself and handle like his own demeanor and stuff like that. While Jake, I think, can flourish more with, as in a heel role and get and get something across. So I think that'd be kind of cool if maybe they pull a fast one on all of us and uh, tie Jake with uh, Miro even after Miro threatened him. Uh, I think that'd be kind of cool. Um, it would be, I could also see the angle playing out where Miro actually does get his hands on Jakes and hurts him. Uh, and maybe even furthers that feud or something to that effect. Uh, but overall, really, really liked Miro's promo. I think, again, this plays to the point too. Uh, how much criticism did, was thrown at Miro when he first debuted and uh, the angle that he was put in with the video gaming and all that stuff. Uh it's, you know, obviously that could still have a lasting effect to some people. But I think in a lot of ways, he's kind of dispelled all that at this point, even at, at this juncture, you know, with a, a promo last this past Wednesday. And then the, even the week before showing that new attitude and stuff uh, puts Miro in a really, really damn good light and uh, makes him one of the m- most intriguing characters. of Dynamite, I would say uh, this was you want to talk about a defining moment. I think this is at least the big uh, the bloom of uh, what we're going to see of New Miro is uh, that promo this past week. I really liked it a lot. Um, something else that I liked a lot was uh, I'm flying solo this week. Guess who else is flying solo? It's Frankie Kazarian. Now he cut a promo too, and it was kind of cold. Uh, Daniels didn't know what he was going to do and whispered something to uh, Kaz and then kind of left the door open. Like Kaz left the door open for uh, C- CD to um, – do his own thing and maybe come back to the ring. I think we will see uh, Christopher Dano back in the ring at some point, maybe down the road and uh, against a viable opponent in a lot of ways. Uh, but I like that uh, Kaz is planning to take out the elite one by one. Oh, basically. And I kind of compared it on Twitter to, uh, if you're familiar with the video game, Max Payne, where Max Payne is just like this, he's his own guy. He's like a detective that was uh, kind of like, thrown out in a way or you know, dismissed and addicted to painkillers and all this stuff and had this dreary, drabby life ahead of him where he was such a pessimist and all that stuff. They were really fun to play on uh, the PlayStation game consoles. And then uh, Max Payne 3 was a lot of fun. I freaking want that game to be available to play on Xbox or a modern system right now because it's killing me. I I have to have the PS3 to play it and I don't have the PS3 right now. But anyways, very Max Payne-esque on Kaz's part. And, um, I think that's a really intriguing angle for him to go. And, you know, somebody that's also on that path is kind of Christian at this moment in time too, because he's working his way up and trying to chip away and get to that world title. And his fat, his quick ticket there might be the casino Royal battle oil or the casino. Did I say it. Right. Casino battle oil. There it is. So, uh, I think what they did to win that match too, to open the show was very, very good too. Uh, th- again, I say this almost every week. Dynamite does a very good job at changing how they set the tone for the show with an opener. Um, and they give so much variety to it. So you have, yeah, got two gut veterans in there uh, to start the show off this week with Matt Seidel and Christian. Uh th- then you have like a tag match start started off like the other week um between like you know i think it was like young bucks and, and somebody else that was real quick fast paced just a lot of variety going on and um i that's a good way to get get the gears turning but um yeah i thought this was cool i thought the um the indirect alliance i guess if you want to call it that uh with um christian um Geez, who else came out there, too? Oh, Matt Seidel, and then, um, of course, uh, Hangman Page, uh, and them kind of feuding with Team Taz or teasing a few with Team Taz while Hangman's going up against um, uh, Brian Cage at uh, Double or Nothing. I think, uh, you know, it, the Casino Royal Battle Royal still set up pretty well, too, with uh, – potential for good feuds in there because you also had dark order come out they're obviously going to be a factor in the battle royal so like there's some stuff there that ties it in together and um but yeah so um i christian's doing a very good job like i think you know him in as a veteran now i'm trying to think before i say this but i think as like a veteran talent to come in from wde um that we're so associated with wde with uh And being in AEW now, so you have guys like Paul White, and you have um, who else came in from WWE? That's like oh, like so Matt Cardona had a cup of coffee in AEW. Um, Geez, there's somebody else I'm sure, but uh, whoever the people, certain people that they brought in. I mean, but I think with uh, I think Christian's the one that's really making the most of it at this moment in time. He's given the opportunity, like he's given the time on the on the show, but uh, I think he's making the most of it and um he's one of he's another intriguing guy the seasoned grizzled vet that uh you can kind of put your chips behind and, and root for and see where he's going and, and i think at this point we could really see him go up against kenny omega you know um he could be the winner of that bat- the, casino Royal Royal. the casino battle battle royale casino battle Oil. so hard for me to say um yeah i thought that was a good uh good say good opener and uh christian's in in the right light uh and again, Matt Seidel is somebody that's gotten some chance to, to show a little bit too. And, uh, you know, he's been there for almost a year now or over a year at this. Point. No, it's going on a year. Cause last he showed up double or nothing. Right. Was it last year? But yeah. Um, <clears throat> and Christian even took a dig at him for that, but, uh, yeah, a good match. Um, nice to see Serena D back. Uh, I thought she did a very good job in her bout against red velvet. And, uh, both women are very talented and Serena Deeb is just so uh, methodical and, uh, you know, well thought out when it comes to um, having a match. It's very cool to see. And um, to like Marcus praises her high, all up, down left, right. uh, And I agree with him. I think, uh, you know, you have a lot, the women's division is in really good shape. I think in AEW right now, I really do. And you look at, how it was to from a year ago. You have now. I mean, we say this weekend, week out too. You guys, you have Thunder Rosa. You have Serena Deep. You have Britt Baker. You have Sheeta there. You have Ty Conte in the wings. You have um, oh my gosh. You have uh, Nala Rose. Not Nala Rose. Oh my god. Why am I blanking? Yeah, it is Nala Rose, isn't it? Yeah, Nala Rose. And then you have um, geez. It's like there's a lot, a of, lot of good talent there. That's that's oh Layla Hirsch like good shit real good shit and um the all they have their own personalities and uh the capability red velvet like we just saw her it's just like really really good uh ladies in the in position to uh make that division stand out and you know what not to take away or disparage anything for the women in a and w w e are so damn talented and that. and that's obvious that's obvious like charlotte obviously Becky's not there right now, but I mean, Sasha Banks, Bailey, really somebody that floated way above, you know, what we were seeing, uh, for pandemic. Like she's somebody that flourished during the pandemic, but you see those, those women. And it's just the way, uh, structures their booking and everything like that. That is a detriment to the women's division in there right now. AEW's women division doesn't have to worry about that. Um, Now, airtime might be one thing, but uh, their ability to showcase who they are and what they're about while they're in the ring, whether it's on dark or elevation or dynamite, um, I think there's the opportunity to strike is now with the women's division. Um, And I think it's a very, very strong aspect that uh, really has great markability. Like Thunder Roses, you could just see, you know, action figures, everything like that. Posters, uh, people like people paint their face like Darby Allen, you know, Thunder Rosa would be the perfect one for that too. For, for girls, guys, whoever, you know, I think it's, uh, she's just, she reaches across that platform and, um, obviously Britt Baker does too with her own attitude and everything. And then you have, uh, let's, I mean, Red Velvet has her own shtick and, um, you know, she has her own thing. Really, really cool stuff. Now's the time to strike for the AEW swim division. And I think they're, they're charging up them flames, and uh, it'll be cool. Jade Cargill, I think is great. I think is great. And um, will she get a manager? Will she get Mark Sterling? It's looking like it's going to be Mark Sterling, eh? But I think uh, Jade Cargill is going to really run the show there and um, create a, another unique look, everything like that. Man, the women's division, now is the time. I'm telling you, it's gonna happen. And uh, you know, if they if they do it, like that's gonna be the one to tune in for the, uh, women's wrestling is AEW. Now NXT does a very good job too with their women, but um, I think there there's some flames sparking with the AEW women's division, very much so in a lot of ways. Not just from what we see on Dynamite and uh, the women that uh, get their opportunities too on dark it was a lot that i saw in the mission pro show uh the thunder rosa based promotion out of san antonio uh maddie redkowski um there's a uh, jasmine Lore, um oh my gosh what's the other woman's name that that's wrestled on both too oh man that's gonna kill me Ugh. she she has like almost a game of thrones gimmick but she's very good too so much cool stuff happening um i'm really big in the women's division right now i think it's very very good in AEW. um Give me your thoughts if you uh, if you feel so inclined. Uh, let's see. Stadium CMP. All right. The Inner Circle cut promo. Again, real good stuff. Intensity. I really like Inner Circle's new look. Um, it gives that rebellious, like, gang, uh, kick-your-ass kind of feel to it. And I think uh, they're doing a very good, they did a very good job this week at Jericho. I tell you what, Jericho looked like Jericho from like 2001. Like people say he's like, he. sometimes he looks old. and st- He did not whatsoever to me. I was like, if you put a picture of him like from 2001, 2002, like where he had those, uh, the barbed wire uh, trunks, if you remember those, uh, I wouldn't have been able to tell the difference. Honestly, I thought he looked really, really good. And uh You know, you, and that's a cool thing. Jericho's smart that he knows that, you know, you put, uh, and this, this applies to life. This does not just apply to wrestling. This applies to life is, uh, and I work at Whole Foods as my day job. So what's kind of neat is I work with a coworker. Now we used to work more often together, but now, uh, he works like once a week. And so I see him on occasion, but we're, we're very, very good friends. The funny thing is though, we're really close friends. He's the same as my dad. So like, 30 years older than me. Um, But you know what? He, we hang out, we go, you know, we go to, he doesn't drink, but we go out to dinner, like me, him and a couple other coworkers. We shoot the shit, everything like that. So if you hang around younger people, you're going to feel younger. You're going to be younger. And uh, Jericho, I think is really benefiting from that in the inner circle. And um, especially with guys like Sammy in there and um, Santana Ortiz, cool guys like uh you know Santana and Ortiz especially damn like Ortiz what a promo he's able to cut too huh that's what I think you know I think he's doing a very good job um hey James Espanto Fernando Taguai he says the women's division of AEW started off anorexic but now it's becoming quite robust James I agree with you brother yep heck yeah you know uh just really really cool stuff what's going on there um you know, I, obviously, I'd like to. I think we did get two matches or two, two. Yeah, it was two matches this week uh, on Dynamite with the women, but um, I definitely like this. And they they all play a factor. Like Britt had her moment, and then um, you know, Jake Cargill had her stuff. So there's some there's some times to flex it in there. I think you can do it even a little bit more. But think with Rampage coming up, I think there's going to be plenty of opportunity for that. And if you you do it right. Uh, we'll talk about that in a sec. I want to make sure I covered everything I wanted to with inner circle. Um, Oh no. Okay. So let me see, uh, inner circle stuff. As far as the stadium stampede goes, they're going to, they've already made mention that it's going to be serious. Like it's going to be more serious. It's not going to be. And I think that's the rock to take. Honestly, it's going to be kind of tough because it's like camera angles and, you know, not necessarily in front of the crowd. Maybe part of it will be in front of the crowd. Uh, but you know, obviously it's going to be in the stadium, Jaguar stadium. So, uh, unless they have fans position to sit in there. Uh, it's going to be in front of nobody, but it's going to be a brawl. So, um, but heck you look at it, what they do with the parking lot brawl, they pulled that off. So there's certain ways to do it. Um, but I think th- it's step two in at least a three-step process with this feud. Um, obviously I th- really do think inner circle is going to win. I mean, I can't imagine them losing again and breaking up, but, I think they're in a new... Yeah, I just can't imagine it because I think what they're doing now is, like, defining themselves, uh, further solidifying themselves as a group with this new look, this new attitude, and all that stuff. So I can't imagine them breaking up. So I, I will say Inner Circle win. Obviously, then you have to have the rubber match. Now, everybody would think me too. Likewise, Blood and Guts should have been the, the third and final match, whatever it was. Um, but... Uh, now, what are they going to do after the third match? There's plenty of thing to think about there. I would like to see. I would like to see maybe not take a pause on the feud, obviously, but maybe take take steps building towards that third and final match when you have singles matches between the two groups. So you have you have tag matches. You all these different stuff going on, maybe, and you can play that out for a while. And I think it could still remain fresh because um, I think there's a lot of opportunity to show who Sean Spears is now. Um, more time to show FTR, um, Wardlow, somebody that could really benefit from that, more attitude and uh, mic time for Santana Ortiz, Sammy Guevara going up against, like, you could make, seriously make this a, a pay-per-view match, I think, is Sammy versus MJF, you know? I think there there's something to t- to, to do with that, um, Even especially if you play into, maybe Jericho gets out, taken out at Spring Stampede, not Spring Stampede, Stadium Stampede. And then uh, Sammy was looking for vengeance. And I think you could really build a feud over that for quite a while. Um, So, yeah, I think, you know, take your time after this, you know, things, I don't want to say things got rushed, but things were kind of crammed in there to fit, to get to that blood and guts and then to get to Stadium Stampede a little bit uh, moved quickly. So uh, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with maybe pacing it out a little bit after this and uh, creating some stuff, you know, it may, giving these guys opportunities to showcase who they are, uh, who have particularly not got that chance. Stephen Chambers chimes in. Hey, Dominic, a lot going on with AEW. Who's replacing Ray Phoenix at the pay-per-view? Now, Ray is in the Battle Royal, is he not? I'm trying to think. I don't think he was in a singles match, was he? Let me try to look up the dynamite card here. Not dynamite, the double or nothing. Um, but as far as replacing Ray Phoenix, gosh, you know, I'm sure they have a surprise on tap, but not, not for replacing Ray Phoenix, you know? I feel like he would be more so, Jeez, I got to, let me look at, see if he's, hold on, double or nothing. I'm trying to, I'm super multitasking here. Double or nothing. Geez, oh man. Hold on, sorry guys. Give me a second. Dollar nothing card. Um, but uh, as far as the casino, anybody have any guesses of who who might be the the mystery guy? Uh, who teased that it was going to be Hook? Somebody uh, co talent teased that it was going to be Hook on there, and um, I I think Hook would be cool, but I don't think he's going to be the one. You know. Uh, okay, so I'm looking at the card here. Royal Battle Royal. Do, 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 do. Let's see. Control, find Ray. Okay, Ray's not even listed on the card here. Let's see, where's Penta? Penta's got to be on here, right? Penta's on here. Okay, so Penta was in the. I imagine Ray Phoenix was in the Battle Royal then, right? Um, I don't know, uh, Steven, if they're going to really, if there's somebody in particular maybe that will stand out to replace him. Um, but, geez, who would you guys like to see? Because, you know, nobody's contract is up at this moment in time. Paul White, that'd be interesting. Uh, I could not imagine maybe <laughs> Captain Insano. <laughs> that would be pretty good. Uh, shoot. You know, would I like Paul White in the Battle Royal? I think I would. I think I would. I wouldn't necessarily like him to maybe win but i think there's a lot to have him included in the match yeah that could be a good one there james he might even be the surprise honestly uh but oh thanks for the plug too uh following all us on the uh the old twitter machine there but yeah um it sucks ray phoenix is hurt um he's so good man you know, uh, just that ability to uh, what he's able to do and capable of doing, and I think him more so even than Penta kind of gave him uh death triangle that baby face vibe. Um, so, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they handle Pac moving forward and Penta. I really like Penta kind of as the heel, don't you guys? I feel like. He's just really good with Abraham there as his like quote unquote interpreter. He doesn't really need the translator, but he's his translator there anyways. Plus pen in a suit just looks badass. Uh, I just think there's a lot to do with him as a heel and heck, I would even be okay with somehow if they worked out where death triangle, I guess it's a line at this moment, but uh, where Pac is a baby face, but somehow Penta is a heel, but somehow they're still friends. I'm kind of still be okay with that. People would, maybe take exception to that but i think i would be alright with that especially if they pulled it off in the right manner but that that's kind of tough to do too anyways but yeah whew, i think paul white's a pretty good bet for who might be the surprise unless he really pulls somebody out of the like out of wild that really blows their minds like uh, i mean like you name it uh is th- Samoa joe he's not 90 days is he i think he's not 90 days Or no, I'm thinking Andrade. Never mind. Andrade would be pretty wild, right? With him going triple A and all that stuff. And then him showing up here. That'd be kind of cool. I'd be all right with Andrade, yeah. That'd be pretty neat. Uh, Let's see. Let's see if I want to run down anything on the card here of of double or nothing now that I have it up. Pretty much talked about that. Hang me on, Brian Cage. That should be good. I I like those two guys. I think their styles complement one another very well uh Britt Baker versus at yeah Britt I think's gotta gonna go over there um so the build for what Kenny Orange Cassidy and Pac this past week I thought was all right you know I, I think it's another step in like building that anticipation to seeing when Orange Cassidy blows up not blows up like flips out but we see that fire get lit under him almost like you know Finn Balor's demon, but the Orange Cassidy is like where he shows like whoa, whoa intensity and stuff like that. I think they're really building to that up to double or nothing here. Maybe we'll see that on the Friday show here of, of Dynamite. <clears throat> but yeah, overall I kind of liked it. I liked uh that it was just Kenny in in the office there with Doc Sampson sitting standing in the background and then him just kind of like kind of like running down Orange Cassidy and trying to get him to sign a contract where, you know, Orange didn't sign, you know, that kind of thing. I kind of liked all that. So uh, they're just working towards it. I am I think it's pretty good so far. I really, I mean, you know me, I'm a big advocate of Orange Cassie, and I think, uh, you know, they can really do a lot with him. And I think, again, he's somebody like a Thunder Rosa that reaches across to a wider audience, um, you know, and a lot of wrestling, like, purists don't like – you know that thing but the thing about orange (laughs) what's so ironic about him is he always stays in character which is old school who how many people uh, you can name maybe on one hand how many people stay on character now completely mjf orange um even bray wyatt breaks character from time to time right um roman reigns i guess now he doesn't he doesn't break any character uh, trying to think who else. If you guys name some name some people, if you guys, anybody else doesn't break character right now. uh can be a Hillary baby face, but give me some people. Uh, so I So I have Orange, MJF, Roman Reigns. Did I say somebody else? I mean, you can count somebody like a Darby Allen, but Darby Allen's just kind of who he is. So, um, but yeah, uh, let's see. Let's see. Questions here in the meantime. Steven says... <clears throat> Wouldn't, won't be surprised if Christian Cage wins double or nothing if they're really pushing him quickly. Yeah. Uh, it's a good way to get him moving instead of, you know, building it up over time. I don't know what would be more beneficial to him. Um, he kind of seems ready for the main event at this point though already. Right. I mean, you know, obviously he's an established talent, but like, he's relatively obviously new to AEW, but like, Would I like to see that journey go on a little bit more till he gets to that title shot? I kind of think I would. So I would not like to see him win actually at double or nothing. I would like to see him more on that uh, path that Kaz is going on almost. I'd really like to see them do a lot with Kaz. I really would. Honestly, like I think he's just such a cool, um, still capable in the ring, got a good look, was able to cut a promo. I think you position him in the right – like, I'm just all about the Max Payne vibes. <laughs> Shave his head, have him grow a beard, wear a Hawaiian shirt like Max Payne does in Max Payne 3. I'm all for just going in all Max Payne with Frank Gazzari. Uh But, no, I, I would like to see him them tell that story a little bit more instead of him just winning. But I'd almost like to see just somebody that's kind of like – not necessarily an underdog, but maybe somebody that we don't really think about. Be like, oh wow, he's in line for a title. That'd be kind of cool. Somebody with that kind of vibe happening. Penta. I'd like Penta to win with the suit, not with the suit on, but he wins and then he starts wearing the suit more. <laughs> That's what I would like to see. Rich says, "Do you want? Do you see uh, Mox and Kingston winning the tag t- tag belts?" Yes, I do. I think you know. Bucks are relatively new champions with the titles, but I think they can lose it and still keep their attitude. I don't think they necessarily need the belts. I think that fires up, the solidifies more the alliance between Mox and Kingston. Not that we need some more, but I think it just makes them more of a viable force and uh, puts them in a better position, even at where they're at now, if they have the belts on them. Because uh, I, I just think they're such a good act uh Kingston's such a good babyface promo Mox obviously one of the top if not the top babyface promo in the business right now trying to think who who would be better promo wise like I I've made the argument I think Darby's like the biggest babyface best babyface in wrestling at this moment in time but I think the argument could be made for for Moxley uh People could really make the argument for Cody, too, and I could see that a lot, too. I think Cody gets too much of a rough rap in regards to a lot of stuff. Well, I, I that's something I still have to talk about, too, actually, too. Uh, James says, I would love to see Orange Cassidy have an alter ego where he is the exact opposite himself, but he doesn't recognize his alter ego. Kind of like Abyss did with Joseph. Hmm, would I like that? Maybe if you pulled it off right, I also think... I think there's that thing with Orange though, where it's like we are already. If you if you're somebody that's intrigued by Orange, you're buying into what he's selling at this moment in time. So if you're if you add another layer of that where he's got an alter ego too, I think that kind of um, polarizes it even further. You know what I mean? Where it's like. Okay, I'm buying into the aspect of Orange not giving a shit and kind of being like, uh, eh, I don't care. And then him finding that fire, I think, is already his alter ego. So if you were to give him, like, an actual alter ego where he kind of forgets what happened, uh, I don't know if it would necessarily click that well. Maybe not for me. I don't know. Maybe if you do it right, I could see it differently. But uh, from that angle, I think I just kind of like it where he's at, where there's that Certain aspect, once that competitive flame ignites, he's gone. You know, I like that aspect of it. I think that's a good enough alter ego form, if that makes sense, James. Um, Steven says, I'd like to see more New Japan talent in AEW. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's really cool. Yuji Nagata in there was really, really cool. Kenta making that cup of coffee there was really, really cool. Uh, I think you could really, I mean, if Okada shows up, damn, damn. That'd be damn awesome. Uh, Tamatanga be really good really good to see you can see him going up against mox kingston uh gorillas of destiny going up against mox kingston how cool would that be that'd be pretty badass i would like that a lot Mm, trying to think it's been a while since i've like sat down and really honed in on new japan but um i mean obviously the talents are will Will osprey's out so i mean he'd be neat to see too um tanahashi duh that'd be great it'd be really good uh especially him and Jericho you could kind of do something. Um so yeah I think I'm I think I'm I'm, I'm with you on that Stephen. I'd like to see that too. Obviously they got a lot of their own home ground talent that they got to flex. And heck you got impact. Impact's you know they gotta do something with impact. I know impact is kind of they're the ones getting the rub more so than AW doing stuff and like that kind of thing. But impact doesn't even get a very much talked mentioned at all on dynamite and I think um I think it's on impact too in a lot of ways to kind of put themselves in that position you know what uh, I am pretty I will be forthright right here I don't like moose I don't think he's very good I you know, he's got a look, obviously, but everything else, and he's good, he's talented from an athletic standpoint, but that's not who I put my chips behind in, in, in impact wrestling. They've done that before, and he's gotten them nothing. And I don't think he really gives a whole lot to the impact wrestling product. Um I mentioned this in a, a chat with some of the WrestleZone guys. I think Jake something is somebody that they really should have put all in on as their champion, make just Hey, him, sh- he should have won the match. I obviously, I'm a huge James Storm fan. So, like, he was somebody I was rooting for, and Moose took him out. Now, not that I hold, I mean, obviously, I wanted James Storm to win, <laughs> but I, and I think he would have been a much more cooler opponent for Kenny Omega at Slammiversary than Moose, um, because he's got that connection to TNA. He's got that history behind him where Moose, nobody really ties their wagon to Moose, honestly. Like, I, I just don't see the appeal to him, honestly. Like I don't there's so many other talented guys there, like from uh Chris Bay to Willie Mack to uh to uh, like I said, Jake something. Heck, Joe Doring's awesome, man. Joe Doring's really freaking cool. Um yeah. Um Trey Miguel, jeez. You know, I think they have to work to building some some guys like that up a little bit more. I think there's something that I I know I'm kind of going off on a, on a side here. That Part of it needs to be, yeah, Impact needs to get a little bit more focused. But, heck, it is on them to make their product intriguing. And I think Impact does deliver an intriguing product. I I look forward to Thursday nights and, and covering that show and because um, there is some talent there. I'm Not just some, there is talent there. You know, uh, Deanna Prazo, um, Taylor Wilde is really cool to see back. I think she's got a kind of a neat theme. Uh, If you guys have heard that, I think she's pretty cool. Um, But yeah, I think, you know, Impact is somebody that some, uh, I would, you know, like to see kind of get more of a focus on Dynamite, but they got their own, AEW's got their own stars to worry about. And um, that's a big thing too. So with Rampage coming up, there's opportunities to do that. Now to make that kind of unique, how would you do it? Obviously, uh, I wouldn't do a split like of brands. I don't know about that. Would you guys like a brand split? I even saying that makes me cringe a little bit, but uh, I think you know if you define each show, so Rampage, you make that more of a focus for um, whether it's tag and uh, certain divisions. So tag and say that a the TNT title is more of a focus there. Now, whoa, whoa, wait a second tnt title it's going to be on tbs what's happening there huh what is that because they is dynamite staying on tnt or are they going to T- tbs too i can't remember uh, man i don't know that's tough <laughs> now my gears are turning anyways you define yourself define each show define each show make it stand out um and like put a focus You know, on a division, Marcus is always plugging for a cruiserweight division in AEW, and I used to be against it, but now I'm seeing, seeing some potential for something like that, right? I don't know. Something like that would be pretty darn cool where, uh, you got a singles title and then you have the tag titles on, on one of the shows. Make that more focused. Don't I wouldn't I wouldn't make them overflow one another with too much. I would almost define it in its own way where you have this certain roster on there. Now, not necessarily a strict brand split, but something that really defines each show. Uh, yeah, I'm with you, James. No brand splits yet. Um, you also said, let's see. Honestly, I'd love to see impact getting folded into T.A.W. If nothing else for the video catalog and trademarks like LAX. Yeah, right. I mean, that's the thing too is AW people criticize AW for having all this product on, you know, YouTube and, uh, you know, elevation and dark and all these matches and stuff like that. What are they building is not only they're building win loss records. Uh, there's no harm in having a YouTube to program. Sorry, my phone's blown up. I should really silence this. But, um, not only do you have that, um, you know, you're building your win loss records and, uh, You're giving these guys experiences and stuff like that. But you're building your video catalog for stuff down the road. There's a lot of benefits to having it and less detriments. You You could say your product's oversaturated. But, heck, if you're a wrestling fan and if you're specifically an AEW fan and you want to tune into these shows, you're going to make an effort to go to YouTube and watch this stuff. It's not hitting you. It's not punching you in the face where it's like, hey, this is here and you have to watch it you know so um it's like the option it's an added bonus if you want it so uh there's benefits to having it now um <clears throat> yeah and that that'd be cool lax calling them lax i'm surprised that didn't work out yet you know i would make some sort of trade in regards to for creative property or something with uh, impact be like hey give us lax huh how about that you know can we rent it <laughs> Can we rent it for a little bit? Can we you be our last blockbuster something? Um, yeah, I think that'd be pretty cool. Uh, would you retire TNT title and name it, rename it, or keep the name? Maybe something like the Dynamite Television Championship. See, that'd be kind of cool. Um, I think TNT title is fine, honestly, because it's a, a, it's a Turner product. It's a Turner property, and people know what TNT is. And heck, it kind of ties into Dynamite TNT kind of works right i think it's all right it's a cool looking belt too uh and it's a young belt so i i don't know how much i would really change too much at this juncture it was something to kind of think about especially with it, if it's making the leap to tbs um maybe they would rename it then and then they could kind of keep the look but kind of re hone it a little bit in a certain maybe call it the turner championship i don't know stuff to think about hmm i don't know all right. Uh, let me get my plugs in. And if you guys have any more questions, James or whoever else, feel free to chime in before I close on out and I'll try to answer them. here. But let's see what I have going on here. Uh, Wrestle zone. Um, episode five. I plugged this for the past couple of weeks, but episode five of meet the wrestler will be coming out this week and it will be will all day. Now, if you're, you may be familiar with him on aw dark or dark elevation really talented he uh really cut his teeth in row booker t's promotion so he talks to me about that and talks to me about his philosophy in wrestling which is very smart very modern but very smart and um you can even there's a little preview of it um so uh oh thank you james great show have a great rest you too james thanks brother um but, yeah, uh, very smart and very in tune with what who he is and what his plans are. So I think uh, really cool. Even if you're an independent talent wrestler, I think it's a good listen or a good watch because it's going to be video and audio. But please tune into that. Um, very, very good young talent coming in. Uh, I'm rooting for him. So it's going to be very cool. Uh, Les Thatcher I just uh, interviewed as well. That audio is up. And uh, it's an hour and a half, and we talk a lot, a lot about different things. Uh, from Brian Pillman Memorial, him putting all that on, him creating the first wrestling T-shirt, and um, so much more. So much more. Now, we talked about Impact a little bit. Uh, our editor, Bill Pritchard, interviewed W. Morrissey, also known as Big Cass. Uh, I think he's another guy that Impact should really put their chips behind, and looks like they may be doing that. Um, but very good stuff. Um Geez, let me see if I can pop on YouTube here real quick and see what else we got kicking. Um, but little uh, program update. Uh, as you can see, Marcus is not here today. So he will, therefore, we are not going to have WCW rewritten this week. Now that will be coming up soon enough. Uh, now next week I will be going, I will be in Jacksonville for Double or Nothing and uh, doing coverage there for WrestleZone. Uh, so uh, I will be on on hand, on assignment, if you will. And um, so rewritten might be on, off for a couple of weeks, but stay tuned to the social media stuff. We're going to put some clips and stuff to help people get caught up. And, yeah, get caught up if you're interested. It's a great show. Marcus does a really good job. And um, I'm not just saying that because he's my asshole brother. I'm saying it just because he does. he's very thorough with it and um, comes up with some pretty cool creative stuff and intriguing feuds. So, uh, yeah, look out for that. Uh, That'll be coming up, you know, not next week, but week after. But just a little brief hiatus. Oh, yeah, this is a great interview that we have up. It's Roxy. Now, uh, she uh, is associated with ROH at the moment. But she is, you want to talk about a prodigy, Roxy Roxy is it. She started wrestling very young. And uh, Colin Tessier interviews her for us. And wow, what a talent. She's amazing. Like, future star, no doubt. No doubt is Roxy. So we have that up on uh, not our pod, just our podcast feed, but on YouTube, too. So check that out. Um, and then we also, uh, Bill also interviewed, Bill Pritchard, our editor, uh, interviewed Eric Redbeard. So some cool stuff going on, plus more to come. Uh, I'm not sure who else we got on tap, but uh, we always get the interviews kicking here, guys. It's been, it's fun to you know, wow. The beyond Wrestle zone. And, you know, this is a site I followed before I even started working here. And I was like, wow, Wrestle zone. If that was a site, you know, like if I thought of a wrestling website, this was one of them, you know, this observer, uh, torch, all that stuff. And, uh, but yeah, heck as the casual wrestling fan, I would go to Wrestle zone, you know, and get updates there. And even, even when I did subscribe to like the, the, the torch and stuff like that to get my news, I would go to, uh, I'd go to WrestleZone because it's just like that immediacy stuff where you, you have a paywall in certain regards with it, with other stuff. But this bam, it's an access to news and stuff like that. So it's pretty wild to be like, Hey, I'm right for this site now. Going on three years too, over three years. Damn. It is over three years. I started in April of 2018. So uh, over three years, I've been here at WrestleZone. So thanks for having me guys. <laughs> All right. Yep. You can follow me on Twitter at Dominic D'Angelo there. Follow WrestleZone on Twitter at WrestleZone.com. Go to WrestleZone.com for all your wrestling news needs. And Guys, thank you for tuning in to this uh, solo episode of uh, two, two who? Two Dynamite Dudes with Attitude. Hey, I'm flying solo like uh, Frankie Kazarian and Max Payne. All right. See you guys next week. Well, sometime next week. I'll see you at Double or Nothing.